This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Hi there. Thanks for joining me. My name's John Leary and this is The Saturday Quiz. Every week I'm joined by a couple of guests who try to give me the correct answers to the 10 questions from the quiz in The Saturday Paper. One of my guests this week is no stranger to making up answers to ridiculous questions as one of the captains in the Australian version of the TV show Would I Lie to You? And my other guest has experience making up an entire language for the film Nude Tuesday, which you can see next week on Stan. Welcome to the show, Chris Taylor and Damon Herriman. And John. Thank you so much. It's an absolute career highlight to be to be on your podcast, Johnny. Um, well, thank you very much, Chris. That's very nice of the, you to say. The only thing that's slightly sullied the experience for me is who I've been partnered with today. Um, yes, I do apologise about that. And look, I'm just over COVID, so I'm blaming everything uh, that's a failure today on brain fog. Just letting you know that up front. Brain fog's just a great thing just to as a default excuse for everything now, don't you reckon? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, absolutely. forgetting someone's name, you know, like your, your partner's best friend or the colleague, like everything. You it's just say, oh, fog. sorry, I've just yeah, had brain sorry. fog. Brain, Lo- fog. brain fog, long COVID. <laughs> if, yeah. if you accidentally drop your own children, I'm so sorry. I just, it's brain fog. Yeah, indeed. If you give John Barillaro a posting to New York, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was just it's brain fog. That was terrible uh, brain fog. We brain made fog. that call. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> having, having said that, I will be using it as an excuse today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's a perfectly good excuse for getting questions wrong in this quiz. You know, Johnny, um, yes. back in sort of early COVID, sort of 2020, the first sort of brutal brunt of the lockdowns, me and Damon did this for real every week. I'm not saying it's not real now, but we, (laughs) but the twist, we we did Zoom trivia every week for months. One of, someone in the bunch of friends had to write their own quiz every week. It was so much fun. Oh my goodness. So you actually wrote your own questions yeah yeah we, we i think i think the rule was it had to be 10 questions you could have you could have separate parts to a question so it would often end up being about 30 questions uh but <laughs> right. um it had to be 10 questions and there was a, a group of us uh, about eight of us or six of us or something that were doing it and uh we would tally it up and we'd take in turns every week you, you know there'd be a different person yeah. giving the questions and and uh it was a lot of fun it actually made it was kind of the highlight of the week at the time and how how do you think you went? Well, I know how I went, Johnny, and I wasn't. I didn't have the excuse of brain fog, but I wish I had. But you've got that excuse now because you only just had COVID like a week ago. I, I did, yeah. Oh, today yeah. I absolutely have that excuse, and I'll be using it. But at the time of the, uh, <laughs> that we were making up these quizzes, no, I was kind of. I came very embarrassingly down down the bottom of the the, the, uh, the ladder. Taylor, I think you did pretty well. I did okay. We did it with this actor who a lot of listeners might know, Glenn. Hazeldean, who's just a trivia gun. Absolutely. Like, so he, he was like the king and it was daylight second. Speaking of trivia and speaking of you doing your own uh, trivia Zoom competition, I guess, do either of you have a favourite piece of trivia? 
Oh, that's a tricky one. It's a tricky one to ask someone with brain fog. With brain fog, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Um, There's one, and I'm slightly loath to launch into this because I just want to make sure I get it right, but it's a geography question. Oh, yes. That, like, six beers into any evening, I'm guaranteed to wheel out if conversation is otherwise suffering. (laughs) Right. And it's which four countries in Africa have names that begin with two consonants. With oh, two wow. consonants? Yeah. Their first and second letter of both consonants, and there's four countries in Africa I'm gonna, that have I'm gonna the name. I'm fairly confident I've got it. the question right, but please don't ask me to answer the question yeah. right. Yeah, well, I want to know what they are, though. There's what? There's Djibouti. Djibouti is one. Chad is one. Chad. Oh, yes. And... And can we get back to you with the French? other two at the end of the podcast? <laughs> Swaziland is allowed, even though it's oh. now got another name, I think. Right. So there's three, and we'll let listeners text in the fourth <laughs> one and they'll win a prize. Text in. Text in. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a good... I like that one. I like that a lot. Uh, what about you, Damon? Do oh, you have a favourite bit of trivia? Uh, there, there was some... Uh, this is not really a trivia question, but it is It is a bit Ghana. of trivia. Was, Ghana is the fourth one. But do you know what? Do you know what? I was going to say Ghana, and I was so scared of getting it wrong that I didn't. I didn't pipe up because I thought it, it would be embarrassing if it was wrong. And there you yeah, go. if you were like, "Oh, hang on, Ghana's in South South America or something like yeah, that." That's, that, that yeah, that's that was what I was doing. Again, I don't know if I've got this precisely right, but it's something like that. There are more. There, there, there are more galaxies in the universe than grains of sand on the planet Earth. I know that's not really a, a question that can work in trivia question form, but it's still an extraordinary piece of trivia. Yeah, um, yeah. More galaxies in the universe than grains of sand on the planet, just because a galaxy is incredibly large. Who's actually counted that? Like, you know, we just had the census Richard results Dawkins. this week. Richard Dawkins. But has he that. gone to every beach on the planet and counted the grains? I can, I can all guess they can make a kind of educated guess about what was it stars or galaxies because i reckon you'd be surprised i reckon the amount of grains of sand would be higher than any of us would guess right now it would be trillions just on bondi beach yeah right well this is why it's such an extraordinary i guess the i guess why we can be confident your stat is true is the universe is infinite, whereas the number of grains of sand is finite, it, it, even though there would be oh, a that, huge that number. We could eventually get there. Yeah. I still think, you know, in the interests of science, we should be counting them one by one. Good. I'll All get right. started on that. <laughs> yeah, get started. Off you go, Damon. As soon as we we'll finish the podcast, I'm going to be like Greta Thunberg's next project. Like, you know, once she <laughs> licks climate <laughs> and she yeah. sort of sorts. Just, okay, Greta, we've got a new one for you. Can you count all the grains of sand? <laughs> <laughs> that would take quite some time. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined by Chris Taylor and Damon Harriman. Are you guys ready? Ready. Yeah. Ten questions coming up. Here we go. Question number one. 
the names of how many Summer Olympic Games host cities begin with the letter S. And there's bonus points for naming them. The names of how many... Seoul. Sydney. Sydney. Seoul and Sydney are both correct. Uh, I guess we'll just have to go through these, Damon, and just list the ones we remember and then arrive at the numbers. So... Uh, San Francisco ever had it? Ooh. America's you know had it what? a lot. It might have. I'm not sure they have. have. LA it gets it a lot. A long time ago. San Francisco Olympics. That doesn't ring a bell, no. does it? Santiago's never had it. Um, Seoul and Sydney we feel very confident about. Both in our well, lifetime. Yes. And, and you are correct. Seoul oh, and right. Sydney have, have both had it. I don't want to tell you how many more. No. There are more. There are more. Oh, okay. thank you. Okay. Just just Summer Olympics, yeah? Just Summer Olympics, that's correct. So Sochi was, Sochi was winter. Okay, yes. I think. That, that doesn't count here no. in this list. Can you tell me the years that um, Sydney Sydney's had it? 2000. Sydney 2000. Sydney 2000. Seoul. What about Seoul? Was it 88 or was Barcelona? It was. 88. Wow. Very it was good. 88. Let me tell you this. I'll give you a little clue. So one of them, one more, was the third... Olympics. Oh, early days. Wow. So, 1904. Has Shanghai ever had them? I'm not sure if Shanghai think they has had them. I, I will tell you that that's not where it was in 1904. Right. Taylor, I mean, do, do, we, do we feel like San Francisco's a possibility? Or do you think jo- Johnny would have already flagged that? Well, I'm still feeling Johnny out about how helpful a host he is. <laughs> I... <laughs> Well, let's just I go through the other big... generally quite helpful. The other big guesses. I mean, I don't think Santiago's ever had I'll give you a clue. There is, you're on the right continent for one of your guesses, but it's not San Francisco. Oh. There is an, another one in North America. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, North America. And there is another one in Europe. Oh, wow. Okay. In Europe. Which was the, the 1912 one. games. And the, the last games before a little hiatus so that oh, so they th- could all fight World War One. Ah, right. Eastern Europe? No. No, it's like classic Europe. We, Damon, we should get Nor- this. Uh, uh, Northern Northern well, Europe. Well, I've got oh, Sweden. Fox, Sweden. So. Oh, sorry, yeah, um, so Stockholm. Stockholm. Stockholm, yeah. yes. Yeah. Stockholm, Stockholm, Sweden. Nice. Well was done, in 1912. That was the fifth Olympiad. Oh, and I know the other one. It, it's, oh. the, it's the most hilarious games ever in St. Louis or St. Louis. It is. Yeah, yeah St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. Why, what makes it the most hilarious Olympics Oh, it ever? was a debacle. And it was... Um, <laughs> Do you know yeah. the sto- Do you know the story of the marathon in St. Louis? <laughs> no. Were- no, I don't. Do you, you ca- tell me the I, I, story? I'm not going to do it justice, but it, it, anyone listening, Google it. It it was basically a farce. There were people who just got in cars and did most of the marathon in cars, and then just got out with 200 meters to go. That's right. There I was another. I did know this. There was another poor runner, possibly from Africa, I think, who didn't, like, forgot to pack his athletic gear and did it in a suit. Um, there was oh, someone oh else God. who got ran ran off the course by rabid dogs. Wow. Like, someone almost died. Amazing. I just wish wow. I was slightly better versed in this because it's... Yeah, yeah. We used to do this thing at Giant Dwarf, which was this space we ran in Sydney um, called Story Club, and someone at one of those Story Clubs told the story and it's it's become oh, my most favorite favorite story since it's actually where the current three medal format of gold silver and bronze 
for first, second, and third oh, place wow. was introduced at oh, the 1904 Olympics. Yeah. Before well, then, before that, did they go first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, no, tenth? Like, no, it was a very it was long just, medal ceremony. <laughs> no, it was just, what, just one first. or two. Oh, just one and first two. First and second. Yeah, and you'd get a silver medal for first, and right. the runners-up would receive a copper medal. Oh, is that <laughs> right? right? Yeah. At the, at the Stockholm Games, they were the last Olympics to issue solid gold medals. Oh, Wow. And what is it, it now? Was, Just something from copper art, painted it's gold. gold. It's, yeah, gold plated, I, I, I guess. They were solid gold. Wow, they'd be they worth an absolute gold. fortune. Yeah, and it was the first time an Asian nation participated thanks to japan it's just like having bruce mcavaney here really isn't it like, like it's, i mean give this man a, induct him into the hall of fame at the logies he's got that much olympics trivia well thanks all right you did very well there you, right, well, you we got, got half of that one i guess no you got all that one we got all you that got one? The, with some lovely prodding by johnny i think we yeah. got yeah of course all right question number two true or false nice easy one for you 50 50 true or false Robert F. Kennedy's middle name is Fitzgerald. I think that's true. Just, you've heard that, Damon, or you just... Well, it it, it feels familiar. Of all the times you've heard someone mention his middle name to you, just sort of, you know, when... Well, this is the first time I've heard it during brain fog, but I I have... I would go with true. I would go with true. Look, I've got no reason to disagree. So our answer, Johnny, is true. Well, I'm afraid you should have disagreed. It is actually false. Oh. Taylor, I've got His brain brother's fog. F, oh. John's F, stands for Fitzgerald. Well, that's what I was oh, confused about. Well, I just assumed they all had the same F. Yeah, his brother John's F stands for Fitzgerald. Which was, Do you know where that came from? F. Scott? The, the, the novelist? No, <laughs> no. It was his mother's maiden name. Right. So Rose Fitzgerald. But Bobby, Robert, got... His F, the Francis, from his mother's father's middle name, John F. Fitzgerald. John Francis Fitzgerald. Right. Double. Uh, Sorry about that. It was a bum steer, Taylor. Oh, look, it was uh, a 50-50. There was, you know, I I, I don't think we embarrassed ourselves there. If, if, you know, if anyone answered that with confidence... Uh, we'd probably give them shit, like, for, for knowing that level <laughs> yeah, of trivia. Yeah, for being a, a yeah. Kennedy fan. Yeah. <laughs> All right, question number three. The flag of Bangladesh features a red circle on a solid background of what colour? Are you familiar with... Uh, no. My brother knows every flag in the world, so I wish he were my partner right now and not Chris Taylor, but... Um, I, I, I don't know why I'm feeling this, Damon, but I, I, for some reason I'm getting green... Uh, so it's it's red at the a red circle. It's a red circle. Mm-hmm. But yes, what on a, colour on a is solid the background? Taylor, I'm happy f- to defer to you on this one. I, I um, let us down with uh, with, with the S. You did. So it's my turn, turn to like let us down. It's not a confident green, but it's uh, it, it's it's better than Damon's got. So let's <laughs> it say is, it's a lot better than Damon's got because it is actually true. That's ah, well correct. done. Green is the solid background colour of the Bangladesh flag. Do you know when Bangladesh uh, achieved independence? Just as a uh, I do not, Taylor. little side question. What time of day? I, I think it was about what quarter past 11, day? I think. It, was, uh, <laughs> it might have been. Yeah, just before lunch. Uh, um, or how about this? The current flag with the red circle on a green 
background had another element originally when it was the Bangladesh Liberation Army flag. It had another element inside the red disc, the red circle. Do you know what that might have been or what colour that might have been? Hmm. I don't. don't, Was it a a hangover from the colonial days? No, it wasn't at all. It was was more an an army flag. Sorry, you said it was a... uh... Bangladesh achieved independence from Pakistan in 1972 after the Bangladesh Liberation War, during which an earlier version of this flag was flown. This version had at the centre of the red circle a... I'd go with a white something maybe, Mm. like a white cross or a white star, a star. Or star's good, but they they steered away from the the crescent and the star because that was Pakistan. Too close to Pakistan. Yeah, too close to Pakistan. Uh, So it was a yellow map of the country, of of the area that became Bangladesh. Yeah. All right, question number four. Who topped the Australian Financial Review's rich list in May for the third consecutive year? I think that's Gina Reinhardt, isn't it? Yeah, it is Gina Reinhardt. Very well done. Nice quick one. Does she does she also own this podcast? Is she the proprietor? <laughs> I, look, if she wants to sponsor... Is there a question about Gina every week? <laughs> Who is still the richest person in the world? If Gina would like to sponsor this podcast, I'm very open to it. Can you, do you want to hazard a guess at her wealth? The Ooh. value of her wealth currently? In, 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 by numbers of lettuce heads? Should we... Uh... <laughs> I'm going to say... Around twenty-five bill. I'd it's go higher. higher. Is yeah. it really? I, I would have said about sixty bill. Oh no, you, you've I've overshot. You've about doubled it. Okay. It's thirty-four billion dollars. Wow. Yeah, wow. wow. Insane. It was thirty-one billion last year, and twenty-eight point eight billion in twenty twenty. They're her third consecutive richest. Uh, She's getting richer. In, she's getting a lot richer. In 2019, she was second after... Do you know who was the richest person in Australia in 2019? Twiggy? Not Twiggy. Justin Hems? No. <laughs> no. Um, not Hems. It's not the uh, the tech guy. There, not the Atlassian guys. Not the Atlassian guys, but the, they... Um, I think they entered the yeah, I think rich list around there. Yeah. Um, if um, not Twiggy, uh, who's oh not not Clive Palmer? No, it was it was Anthony Pratt. Oh, oh the cardboard right. man. Yeah, the cardboard man, and um, he's not actually and, made of cardboard though, is he? <laughs> no, because no, no, I was going to say that for all his bits, but <laughs> uh, well, she was second to Anthony Pratt with a mere thirteen point eight billion in twenty nineteen. Oh. So she's more than doubled in uh, those four years her wealth. All right. Question number five. What is a heliophile attracted to? Heliophile. Yes. What is a heliophile attracted or heliophile? H-E-L-I-O? Correct. Well, David, that's sort of like helix, helicopter, heli. Yeah, I went straight to helicopter. I'm trying to think what else that could relate to. Heliophile. Helio. Is it sexual? Is it sexual, John? Or that like, when you said attracted? Is it sexual? Well, you said attracted to. Is it uh, like yeah. would they have? Well, would they have no. sex with this thing? Or <laughs> no. Wow. no, no, it, no, they wouldn't have. They're sex. Just, they're they're just like, like them. 
<laughs> yes, yes. Like, you know, philia, it doesn't mm. doesn't means necessarily love. mean... Love, doesn't it? Love, but, but not... Yeah, it means love, yes. but not, not necessarily of a sexual nature. Well... So Someone he, can say love cars or something and not have sex with them, Chris. I'll exactly. explain this later, Johnny. He doesn't quite... Well, okay, so uh, yeah. what, what do you understand a helix is, Damon? Is, is that like a figure eight type figure or... Yeah, I don't... Or, you know, like not, helicopter blades have that certain shape. Mm, yes. Not sure you're headed in the right direction oh, with that Oh, more... Right, okay. It's, it's a bad... Do you know... How is your Greek? Not, not so great. So helios? Do you know what oh, helios... Oh, sun? Sun. It is the sun. Yeah, so love of sun. They love yeah. They like, yeah. Sun lovers. Yeah, of course. There you go. Wow. A heliophile or heliophile is attracted to the sun. Do you know what? This has been bugging me and now it's just, I've finally got through the brain fog. I actually should have got that because I owned a thing called a heliostat. Oh. And a heliostat is a very unusual thing that I discovered online and became fascinated with which using um, solar panels tilts itself towards the sun so that a large mirror on its body can be directed into a dark window of your abode. Really? And it was called a heliostat, and it's only just come come to me then. I was like, why do I know helio? Um, And, yeah, it was called a heliostat. And so it would rotate during the day so So that... So it's something outside. It's something outside. It was a big, round, maybe 80 centimetres in diameter. And it was a, a very shiny mirror that would constantly throughout the day shine at wherever the sun happened to be in the sky, but at, but at such an angle that it was also pointing through the exact same right. window of my house. Wow. Until a, a large storm that blew it off and, and, and could have sliced through the neck right. of anyone who was under it at the time. But So um, would that make you a heliophile? The, the fact you I guess I am a heliophile, yeah. to, be, to answer that. If you want to go back to one question, what's a heliophile? I'm a heliophile. Right. Yeah, yeah. Damon Harriman yeah. is a heliophile. Sorry, brain fog. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by Chris Taylor and Damon Harriman. We're up to question number six. Which television series featured the characters Joan Harris? And you can jump in. Oh, yeah, 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 I've got it. I've got it. Yeah. Mad Men. It is Mad Men. Oh, yeah. wow. Nice work, Taylor. Because yeah. I was pretty sure once I got to Peggy Olsen and Don mm-hmm. Draper. Yes. yes. Gonna, uh, <laughs> be very quick. Yeah, the characters Joan Harris, Roger Sterling, yes. Peggy Olsen and Don Classic Draper. Classic names are all featured in the television series Mad Men. Well done. Nice, nice work, Tyler. That was quick. Yeah. Oh, I love Mad Men. It's genuinely a, a work of art, Mad Men. I'm a, a, a huge admirer of that show. Yeah. All right, question number seven. Birrarung is the traditional name of which Australian river? Birrarung. So it's what? spelt in English B-I-R-R 
A-R-U-N-G. Birrurung. Like an indigenous name. It is an indigenous, yeah. yes. Of a famous name that's through through white settlers has taken on a very more English name. But Well, no. It, the current name for this river is actually... A mistrans is actually mistranslated from another word from the same language, oh. um, which which actually means ever flowing. That's the uh, right. Well, we can rule out that, we can rule out the Murray then. Mm. Yeah, it's which, not the Murray. It's not the Yarra. It is the Yarra. Oh, Damon Heron. It is the Yarra. So, originally called Birrurung by the Wurundjeri people, the current name was mistranslated from another Wurundjeri term in the Boonwurrung language, Yarrow Yarrow, which means ever-flowing. Well, there you go. They just got it wrong. Yarrow um, Yarrow. Well. So, not even Yarrow Yarrow. Yeah, not even Yarrow They didn't even get it wrong correctly. <laughs> no, yes. Yeah. Question number eight. Queensland blue, Jarrodale. Pumpkin. Wow. Oh, Harriman's on fire. Harriman jumping in early. No brain fog for oh, him. I don't... I mean... You know I, your pumpkins. If I was going to put any money on guessing vegetable names, uh, that would not have... I would not have thought that was a... How do you know Queensland Blue? I know Blue. Queensland Blue because Queensland that's Blue, what yeah. we used to have when I grew up. Dad yeah. But who's ever get... called it... Uh, you don't go to the shops and have options. It's just called yes. pumpkin. Yes, and in fact, I'll give you another bit of trivia. In South Australia, we called it trombone, uh, not pumpkin. Um, what? And you called call some... pumpkins trombone? <laughs> yes. Really? What? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, so it's Halloween, I... kids. Let's get the trombones out. Get the trombones out. <laughs> no, it's, Who's going to carve the it's trombone? Not like, it's not like pumpkin. Can I bring a tuba? An... No, that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> Tubas are potatoes. I, I, I don't know if this is still the case in South Australia, and I, and I, I have looked it up. There is some, I think what it actually is, is that trombone is a form of uh, pumpkin. And it's not like we didn't know the word pumpkin. It's not like, you know, I learned the word pumpkin Trombones at 20 and what... are a form of pumpkin. Yeah, but uh, yes. What? I mean, so Google it after the podcast. I, I go to watch the Melbourne mm. Symphony Orchestra and the, the guy on the trombone is actually hatched. playing a pumpkin. Yes. No, it's a different, it, I don't even know if it's the same spelling, but it would be in the vegetable section labelled trombone. Trombone. And I remember Dad would, would say that, I remember him getting Queensland Blue was the one he liked to get. Wow. What were the others, Johnny? The others were Jar- Jarradale, Golden Nugget and Kent. How would you have gone with those, Taylor? Any of those ring any bells? No, I'm so glad I had you with me. I, I, I don't think I would have got that. And I love, I love the sort of irony that, you know, off the back of the whole state of origin history, oh. that Queensland's pumpkin is blue, oh. not maroon. Like, we almost need a New South Wales maroon pumpkin to start breeding one. And then yeah. have a proper contest that SBS could screen once a year. Yeah, exactly. Of, of pumpkin, the, state versus yeah. state pumpkin. The Queensland Blue versus the New South Wales Maroon. I like it. Mm. I like it. All right, well, staying with sport. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're up to question number nine. Name the Australian horse that won the King's Stand Stakes at Royal Ascot last month. Oh, yes. It's not, it's not Minx or whatever. No, it's not Winx. No, Winx, Winx. is no. retired. Winx. Um, I still need to get to the bottom of Bruce McAvaney's obsession with Winx. He so loves Winx. It's Why just a very that? good horse. Right. It's it's two <laughs> words. It is two words. I also glimpsed the name, and it was a funny sort of name. It's two words, and it's it's sort of like a modern 
job? Is it my, is it my right? Or? It's not a modern job. I will, I'll give you a clue. The initials, you're right, it's two words. The initials are NS. Night school or something? Or no. <laughs> no, uh, it's something, it's a part of, there's probably some dispute if you're a homeowner. There'd be some dispute over who owns this portion of the property, whether it's you, the homeowner, or the council. Nature Strip. It is Nature Strip. Nature Strip is correct. Yes. Oh, Harriman is. Well, I just was going Very by well done. John's description there. <laughs> <laughs> Nature Strip won uh, the yeah. King Stand Stakes at Royal Ascot last month. Yeah, well done. And we're up to the final question. Question number 10. Here we go. Which novel begins with the line, Last night I dreamt I went to Manderley again? Oh, this oh, is a Chris yeah. question for sure. I have heard, I have heard mm. this, and I've had so, a shocking mental blank. It's a very last famous novel. Last night I novel. dreamt I went to Manderley. It is a famous novel. Manderley is M-A-N-D-E-R-L-E-Y. It's not Jane Eyre, is it? It's not Jane Eyre. No, no, it is it's... A, it's a more contemporary... More contemporary, isn't it? ...novel. Uh, oh. It's a 1938 novel. And let me tell you this. It was made into a film by Alfred Hitchcock in 1940, starring Laurence Olivier and Rebecca. Joan Fontaine. It is Rebecca. Rebecca. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm sorry, Taylor. I feel like I took that away from you. No, look, I, I, I would not have got that. I, isn't that interesting? It's, I know the line... Yeah. You know, like there's often lists of famous first lines in novels and stuff. And you almost know the line, but I, I've never yeah, read Rebecca. Yeah. I, I don't know the book. I don't, I don't think I've met yeah, anyone yeah. who's read Rebecca. I know the movie, but so I, don't, I wouldn't go. have got there. So I could have actually just have gone to the pub early today because Damon, I think, did all the heavy lifting for the last no, five not questions. No, I don't think I, I mean, I was true. failing horribly at the start. With my Fitzgeralds and so forth. I was riddled with brain fog. Yeah, but your Queensland blue knowledge was outstanding. (laughs) Yeah, way above par. Very, very well done with that one. We're going to take another little break. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Chris Taylor, Damon Harriman, thank you both so much for being on. It was an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Johnny. Oh, it's, it's been so fun. much fun. What I, I think uh, with, with a lot of prompting um, and with brain fog actually being an asset, not a disadvantage. I feel like I it feel has like been. I feel like we asset. kind of passed. We, we got yeah. about 50%, I think. Absolutely. Easily. Easily, you did. But, Damon, tell me, I want to know ab- about the film Nude Tuesday. Yep. It's going to be on stand. It's going to be on stand from July 7th. You speak entirely in gibberish? Yes, it's, uh, it's kind of a... How did uh, that um, work? <laughs> well, we had an English script. It's a, it's a New Zealand-Australian co-production. We had a, a, an English script that we performed to, but we would essentially improvise and translate that English script into a sort of a Scandi-sounding 
language that's a bit sort of so we just sort of like make wow. stuff up and then after the event after the film was finished two different sets of subtitles were written uh, one by julia davis the wonderful british comic and the uh, the other by ronnie chang and celia Pacola. um and and when people watch it on stand they can choose which set of subtitles to watch the film with or in fact they can watch uh, both Oh my goodness! It's wow. so good. I, I was lucky enough to see it at the film festival, Johnny, and I saw it with Julia Davis's subtitles. And there are so many belly laughs. Damon's brilliant in it, as you'd imagine. Everyone's great, but the, the subtitle thing <laughs> is not only such an original idea to sort of write a film, but then generously give it over to another writer to impose all their jokes, all their story, in a way. Is a, is a really def, sort of audacious sort of idea. But yeah. it's also just very, very funny. Like, Julia, I would love Julia Davis's work. I haven't seen Ronnie's and Celia's subtitles yet. I can't wait to catch up with theirs. But it's, it's a genuine hoot. And I don't like anything Damon's ever done. And, like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but no, totally objectively, it's really, really funny. Well, thanks. Good. Thanks, well, I can't, I can't wait to watch it, genuinely. And Chris, can you tell me the Chaser, the original Chaser gang, got back together and wrote what is the 100th edition of of the Chaser paper? Yeah, a lot of people don't realise that the Chasers started out in print. We, We were a newspaper long before we started dabbling in television. And it's very much like The Onion. Like, we were huge fans of The Onion and Private Eye. We always thought Australia needs something like that. So, yeah, we, we wrote this thing called The Chaser Newspaper and did it as a labour of love. No one ever read it. Uh, it bled money. <laughs> but just, yeah, very recently, someone, none of us, but someone from the outside, someone from the National Arts School, funnily enough, noticed that we only ever got to 99 issues. And I said, well, that's crazy. You got so close to the 100. So why don't... We will pay you to come back and get the band back together again. And it's not just wow. the chaser faces of the people that people know off the telly. There were amazing cartoonists and other writers and columnists. All the original people came back to, uh, for one last issue. Um, and it's available. You can buy it. It's, if you go to the Chaser website... Um, it's really good. I think I think we've almost learned how to do it now. I think it's better than <laughs> any of the other ninety nine issues. So yeah, after a hundred um, issues and what th- nearly thirty years, yeah, uh, we, we've almost yeah. worked out how to do it. So yeah, yeah, yeah if, if anyone if anyone cares to uh, have a look at that, uh, yeah, go to the Chaser website. Excellent. All right, fellas. Well, thank you very much for doing the quiz. Great Thanks, to see Johnny. you. Thanks, It was great fun. Great to see you, Johnny. Uh, a pleasure. I will be. I know what I'll be eating tonight. <laughs> uh, getting on the tubers. Tubers, yeah. trumpets. A trumpet and a saxophone and a French horn. It's going to be a, a degustation of brass instruments. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Saturday Quiz. I hope you enjoyed it. For those of you playing along at home, Swaziland is not one of the four African countries whose name begins with two consonants, because Swaziland is now called Eswatini. The correct answers were, as we said, Djibouti, Chad, Ghana, and did you know the fourth one? It's Rwanda. And if you have a moment, you really should do a bit of googling about the St. Louis Olympics marathon. It's truly bonkers. Thank you to my guests this week, Damon Harriman, 
and Chris Taylor. As I said last week, if movie trivia is your thing, come along to the Saturday Paper and Melbourne International Film Festival Quiz Night on Friday the 15th of July at Acme in Fed Square. I will be co-hosting with the wonderful Cindy McDonald, who writes all the questions for this podcast. My name's John Leary, and I'll have more questions for you same time next week. <laughs>